0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So, this week was a, a tough one betting wise. I tried to uh, put a couple dollars on the Nets uh, to win really both those games against Milwaukee, but they just couldn't get it done. I guess they need to be in full strength, so we'll see what happens when James Harden comes back. His absence hurt me this week on Bet Online. Uh, trying to win a couple dollars on the nets. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Everybody, welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports, year four or year five. I'm not sure. Uh, This is uh, 2021. I'm not sure. What is it, Jamal? When did we?
0: feel like we started doing this. I want to say
1: late 2016, maybe?
0: 2016.
1: Yeah, I remember we were in the CBS building, right? Yes. We were part of CBS' initial rollout of the, uh, what's it called? The.
0: Uh, CBS Play, which I don't think exists anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were part of the initial (laughs) rollover.
0: And eventually the whole thing rolled over. I'm pretty sure. I
1: know. Remember, we were the first one. Remember the guy called us in the office? (laughs) (laughs) Really nice. He's really nice. (laughs) Y'all give us your your equipment and shit. (laughs) Give us your playbook.
0: (laughs) We had had to beg for our. our, our rights as a podcast or our individual
1: yeah yeah well i guess we'll give it to you <laughs> <laughs> but it was good i mean it was a good i think we were probably in the initial thing of uh podcast i mean where corporations really get into podcasts, podcast right
0: yeah that was like the like you know podcasting had been around a little bit but that was like the initial thing where where the big companies started to realize that it was a thing Right,
1: right. What the thing was, I'm not sure. But, I mean, it was... They still still haven't figured that out yet. I know, I know. know? I know, but it was fun. I mean, I I just saw it as another... uh, I think I was at the Times at the time, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. I think I was at the New York Times at the time. Yep. Yeah, and um, uh, I think, what was... Do you remember the first broadcast we did together? Was it the Sugar Ray Leonard?
0: No, because you did... I think Sugar Ray Leonard was the first one Of your show, and it was just you and and Tim Tim Smith and Sugar Ray Leonard and um, Tim Smith. Yes, yes. And then I think you did one more, at least one more, by yourself too.
1: Uh, yeah. Then we had to call in the troops, call in the cavalry, (laughs) and so Jamal Murphy came in. So yeah, but it was uh, you know, it was it was a good form. I mean, what do you what do you think of podcasting? I mean. You know, we've done that since then. You've done another one. You're doing another one. Uh, what do you think of podcasting? Period. The industry, you know, the cropping up all over. I mean, every single person. It's almost like you have to do a podcast. Yeah,
0: it's it's saturated. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's a good thing because, you know, everybody, at least everybody has an opportunity to have a voice. Um, You know, you could just, something happens, you just pick up you know, something important happens in, in your life or in the sports world for, you know, uh, as an example for us, something pops up, you can just put it out there, put your opinions out there as, as fast as possible. You don't have to wait for, you know, the network you work at or the paper you work at to to put everything together. You can just react to it and put it out there.
1: But I guess the question then and now even with social media, what's the benefit of that? I mean, Beside everybody getting a chance to, you know, jerk off. Uh, <laughs> what's what's the benefit? I mean, if you have, you know, thousands of uh, podcast. I mean, you know, like you said, individual expression. The same thing with Twitter or same thing with Facebook. Unless you're the former asshole, you know, POTUS. Right. Right. Uh Everybody has a chance. What's the what's the advantage of that in the short and long run?
0: Well, I think I think for the fan. Or for the listener, there's an advantage because you you're giving the listener more options. Um, you know, not every you know, like like I said, everybody has an opportunity to 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 create a podcast, but not every not everyone's gonna gonna be listened to. Um, so the it gives the fan it gives the listener an opportunity. You know, more content to listen to. If if there's a particular thing that you care about, you know, there are all kinds of, you know all kinds of podcasts. Uh, you go to Apple Apple Podcasts search what you're looking for. So it's just, it's just, it's more content uh, for the people out there. Um, And for, I guess, you know, for the, for the industry and I would say our industry, I don't know. I think we're still figuring it out, you know, like what, what the benefit is. Um, It's a cheaper, you know, it's a cheaper way of production. So if you do it well and you get, and you get listeners, it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's the cheapest way uh, to to drive traffic because you know it doesn't take much doesn't take money to produce podcasts really you know it's just uh, get two people together or two you know you get some guests you know we're on Zoom now it's even you know that's been that's been uh, added since the pandemic so um, I think it's you know it's I think in our industry it's, we're still figuring it out really we don't we don't really know
1: is it, it is it does it advance truth and accuracy and all that seems like the old model has basically been dropped and splattered into a million pieces you know the old model you know pre-podcast but you know where you still had you know uh you know the you, you know the major radio networks who can pick and choose who they are gonna have on the major newspaper outlets who could pick and choose who they could have on now that model has basically been splintered you got hundreds and thousands Far right, far left extremists uh, like you said, every single person could have a podcast with a listener of one uh, a lot of silos um you know and you're right the all and then the major stations and you know are all figuring out well what's our role right. you know what what's our new role and uh, I guess you know like you know I'm now with the undefeated ESP is the undefeated. We do a podcast with the fellow, you know, you, you, you do a lot of work, great work with The Undefeated. You do other stuff. So I, I guess, uh, is this to the advancement of journalism? Is it to the advancement of democracy, uh, you know, short and long term?
0: Pro, pros and cons, right? Almost like, almost like social media, uh, where there are pros to it. You hear more. You get, you get more information. So if, if you're a consumer, you're, you have access to more information, but that's good and bad because some, some of the information is, is helpful and vetted and all that, and some of it is not. So um, I, th- I, I think we don't know yet. I think, I, I, I mean, overall, I would say it's, it's a benefit. I think anytime you, you can, you, you have more access uh, to information and, 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 and producers have, or content creators have more ability to put content out there. I think it's a I do think it's a better thing. I think it's a positive thing, but there are a bunch of negatives that come with it that would need to be sifted out over time if possible and some of them won't ever be sifted out like there's gonna there's gonna be negative uh, you know stuff out there but there, there are negative there are, there are negative uh, news networks out there entire. <laughs> entire news networks that are negative, uh that have even you know have much a much greater pull. So so to answer your question, I think it's a positive, but but there are definitely negatives within there.
1: I mean, you know, to your point about today is Willie Mays' birthday. And yes. that that's one of the reasons I said, well, you know, let's throw up a podcast just to say happy birthday, Willie Mays. Uh there probably a lot of sub well probably I don't know. I, I still know who our demographic is, but I, I imagine most of them at least heard of Willie Mays. Probably the older generation knows exactly who he was. Uh, But, um, you know, today's his birthday. I got to figure, I'm embarrassed. I should know how old he is. I think he's 85. You may have to, as as our producer, co-host, whatever, you may have to find out.
0: Yeah, he he is.
1: 85, I believe, right?
0: He is 80. He's 90 today. You're kidding me. Yeah, he's 90 today. Born born May 6, 1931.
1: Oh, my God. 90?
0: Yeah, Westfield, Alabama.
1: Yeah, oh, my God. Now I feel guilty. I probably should have written something
0: about him. <laughs> 90 years old. The great Willie Mays.
1: The great Willie Mays, man. And, you know, the American legend, American icon. Uh, and uh, he was probably the first player uh, that I... I, I think when I was 12, I think, something like that. I love the San Francisco Giant team he played on. I was growing up in Chicago. as You know, the great Willie Mays and Orlando Cepeda, uh, you know, um, Josh Pagan, a uh, whole lot of guys. You know, but I, I really love that San Francisco uh, Giant scene. the first time, you know, I kind of heard of San Francisco. Right. You know, and uh, the Giants scene, great rivalries with uh, – L.A. Dodgers and, and all that. And, and just the way Willie Mays, uh, you know, played the game. And he was just very cool. And, um, you know, it, it was him, Hank Aaron, Roberto mm-hmm. Clemente, uh, and it's probably a time when when a lot more African-Americans were really into baseball. We, we still weren't that, remember, this is what, 62, 60. We weren't that far removed from Jackie Robinson Right. uh I mean we we're removed enough we're not that far removed from jackie Robinson and and Negro uh, leagues and all that so yeah um I'm not sure what it was like in your household whether you know whether your dad was a you know baseball fan whether you you were a baseball fan but you were born
0: <laughs> first yeah. of all yeah I was born I look at it because I you know Willie may like it, you mentioned in the sixth like early 60s so that's that's probably when you were about you would kind of just started Getting into baseball, I assume.
1: Yeah, sports in general, I think. Sports in
0: general. So mm-hmm. for me, that would have been like the the mid '80s, where I became a Mets fan because you had Strawberry Gooden and stuff like that. So, so when you, so in your like formative years, it was it was Mays, and I think around that time, Mays was part of the first ever uh, black outfield, right?
1: Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I uh, yeah. I think he may have been, and yeah, I think he may. I don't want
0: to. Right. Uh,
1: if you will put it on your in your. <laughs> that's
0: that's that's on me. That's on. Me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I just it just seemed like the game was a lot blacker then.
0: Right. It was you know, even.
1: Yeah, you, you know, I mean, it seemed to be a lot blacker. Uh, I was in Chicago with the White Sox, um, and. Uh, think of the black. Well, black. The White Sox did have a ton of black players. They had like you know people like Louis Aparicio and you know I think Louis Aparicio may have been either Dominican or Venezuelan. Or Many mm-hmm. Minosos, Cuban. Um, I think Al Smith. There's there's some black people. But the Cubs had a lot of black. Well, uh Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, but all of them lived on the South Side. We were all there in the same kind of south side ghetto. Well, really, wasn't it, it wasn't a ghetto. I mean, a lot of black folks lived on the south side of Chicago, but right. like with everything else, you know, you had uh, different, you had the, you know, the laborers, the teachers, you know, uh, you know, the Mike Wilbons, <laughs> you know, they, he lived in Pill Hill, you know.
0: Were the, uh, were the baseball players, So were they like part of the community?
1: I think so. I mean, I you know, I, I know you always hear it. people would see people out. They see Billy Williams out and Ernie Banks out. Uh, you know, I never saw him. I heard about him. right? But I, I never saw him. But, yeah, I, I think that people, you know, I mean, people like Gene Ammons, a lot of musicians. It was, I don't want to romanticize it. Um, right. But, you know, we were all part of the same community, A, because white folks had redlined us. And made sure that blacks couldn't really, you know, with rare, 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 rare
0: exceptions
1: couldn't get out of that little box, right? You know, to the the, the great neighborhood, the best property.
0: Well, Chicago is kind of still like that. I mean, yeah. you know, my, New
1: York I, is kind of still. Oh like yeah, that. everywhere. I mean, yeah, everywhere people. still. that, like but no, but you're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but Chicago is such a segregated city. I just I just remember because um, my my parents lived out there for about. I want to say five to 10 years or so.
1: Mm. so I
0: would go visit, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving and that kind of stuff. And they live, they, my parents live on the North side mm. and that was like unheard of. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that was unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I mean, at, this is what the, this is like the nineties early two mm. thousands. So there were some black people there, but it was just like, it was kind of like you, it wasn't, it was like shocking, you know, right. if you were out there, when yeah. um, you told somebody you live, it was like,
1: "Oh, you live in the North Side." You know, oh.
0: like, it was like shocking, you know. Yeah, and I always you, found that like it was it was interesting in Chicago because, um, you know, New York, New York is kind of a melting pot of even even uh, among Black people. You know what I'm saying? There's like so many. I just feel like there's so many different types of of Black people in terms of, um, you know. Where they come from and that kind of thing. Like uh, Chicago Africa. Chicago I found to be like either and this is a generalization because I was only out there a few times but it was just like I would I would meet people that it just seemed to me there was no in between it was either you know
1: you either black or white
0: yeah well it was either like even among black people it was like you're, you're either you know to you' know, super bougie black or you're like Straight, right, right. It was like it was like in between, you know. In New York, I feel like you find in between, you know. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, born, born and raised New Yorker. So, I'm, you know, I'm biased in that way too. But that's just the way I. That's just the way I, I kind of. I
1: didn't know about the whole Caribbean thing. I mean, to me, you either black, American, you know. Right. Once I got to New York, and that was like later in my life. Right. Where I, I understood there's a whole West Indian divide, and <laughs> you know, and the whole that and some of them didn't really weren't down with with African. I said, damn, you know, so there were all kinds of yeah. gradations about, you know, and then of course, white folks were, yo, yeah, well, you know, the West Indian blacks are better because they're about, you know, we we're just always right. pitted against each other. And and we you know there's this huge diaspora now, the, the whole African diaspora and all that kind of stuff so i i didn't really realize how vast blackness was and still continues to be
0: you know which is which is an interesting conversation like taking it back to baseball um mm. because you mentioned you you know you felt like like baseball was blacker back then and for sh and i was you know just going by the numbers african-american wise yes that's true um but even when you mentioned when you mentioned uh you know, guys, you remember you you mentioned a couple of Cubans and a guy from Venezuela, which is still the case in baseball now. And when you look on the field, there's a lot of brown skin on the field, but we just don't, but but not American blacks. You know, so so, and we when we we often right, talk right. about it's, how there are no black yeah. players in baseball, but when you look on the field, if you didn't know any better, you would be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, there are lots of black players. It's just not American, quote unquote, American-born, you know, right. American-born player from, from Mississippi, and Alabama, right. like Willie Mays from Alabama and all right. that. But back in his era, I think a lot of the um, Latin players identified with Blacks because they were screwed over too. Mm. <laughs> you know, no matter what you're they said, well, yeah, you're Black to me. You know, right. I know Clemente was... Really, I think there was a, a more of a bond. I remember, uh, Felipe Lou told me about that. I think now among the younger uh, Latin players, I, and again, I, I don't know this for a fact, but it seems to be more of they've got their own thing,
0: right.
1: you know. And, and they're like thirty percent of the game, right? Yeah, it's changed. It's changed that much. But in, in Mays' generation, you know, Mays was a king. Mays, Hank Aaron was a king. Or Hank Aaron, who just passed away. Uh, And this is just, I think he may be one of the last of the uh, legends, man, you know, with uh, between, you know, Hank Aaron passed away, Joe Morgan uh, passed away, Frank Robinson, um, you know, uh, so many, so many uh, uh, of uh, the pillars, the black pillars of the game have passed away. I mean, uh, you know, Willie Mays may be the last. He may be the last. Well, he clearly is the last great player. I mean, he's one of the greatest players
0: <laughs> in baseball history. Who, 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 who is he? Your all time greatest player?
1: For me, he's my all time favorite
0: mm-hmm.
1: player. Just because I just you know, he was just so cool when he played. He had the sun. He had the sun shades. He had these the shades that flipped up and that whenever there was a fly ball, he would you know flip 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 the sunglasses down. Then of course he had the famous basket catch, right. you know, which is just Tremendous, you know. He just, you know, coolly, you know. I mean, it'd be like people would be like struggling and scuffling. He would just kind of glide over and shit. Just kind of put his. Cause it was just like it was like the easiest thing that he'd done all day, you know. Right. And uh, you know, you know, Mr. Excitement. You know, his hat would always fly off, which was you know, of course, a lot of the white ball players. Got, yeah, oh, well, yeah. You know, his hat's flying. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, we kind forgot Bob Gibson was another one. Right. Bob Gibson, asked, so uh, you know, yeah, man, it was really. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm reluctant to use terms like "golden era" because you know your era is always a golden era. Whatever era you're part <laughs> of is always a golden era.
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. You
1: know, but it was. Uh, you know, a, again, it was. Um, you know, he he made. Uh, you know, life in baseball bearable. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Well, just go over go over his stats quickly because they're unbelievable. Um, I don't know. I just know 20, was,
1: oh, I think you may have the stats, right? Yeah,
0: I got the yeah, I got him. I got him on on uh, paper. <laughs> These are not off the top of my head. Right. But this is uh he's a 24-time All-Star. Mm. Won the World Series in 1954, mm. uh two-time NL MVP in 54 and 65. I think at the time at least, that was the law that was the The longest gap between MVPs uh, for the same guy. He only won one World Series? Only won one World Series. I know he made it at at least three times, I think.
1: Yeah, only won one, huh?
0: He only won one. NL Rookie of the Year in 51. 12-time Gold Glove Award winner. And and his first Gold Glove was the inaugural season of the Gold Glove. So he probably would have had more. Mm. Um, NL Batting Champion in 1954. Um, I think he has what 660 career home runs, I believe. I don't have that in front of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. 660 career home runs, which is still, I think, sixth all time. Ah. So, and then you know, he was a big, you know, also a very good base runner, so a great athlete. And that's that's one thing I always think about with, with black, American black baseball players, and, and I feel like that's what we're missing from the, from the baseball game today. And, and it's also one of the, one of the things I, one of the reasons I think that, you know, uh, viewership at least nationally is down. I think, you know, it's kind of a local game now, um, but baseball is missing that black, ath- that American black athlete, which I think is, a, <laughs> which is a special kind of athlete. I don't want to sound like Jimmy the Greek or anything, but in the, uh. the the American black athlete is just, Different, and I think baseball is missing that now. You see, there's no stolen bases, like mm-hmm. stolen bases, pretty much out of the game. You don't see 40-40 guys. I always think of guys like Ricky Henderson,
1: right, you know, right, like,
0: like a guy I grew up with, like in the in the right. middle, like a Ricky Henderson, like that kind of athlete. You know, where they're I guess they're they're playing football and basketball now. Like, so if oh that's if, the whole thing, yeah. Right. If if Willie Mays was now, he'd, he'd probably be a football player.
1: Well, yeah, he was a quarterback growing up. Willie Mays was a quarterback. Right. You know, uh in Alabama. And uh yeah, I mean, he would probably be like a Kyler Murray or something. I mean, you look at Kyler right. Murray. Right. You know, Kyler Murray if this was 1954, he'd be playing baseball. Right. I mean, it wouldn't even be cuz in 54, uh the NFL was still not really happening. Right. I mean, it was like kind of it was there and it was, you know, it, it was trudging toward dominance but it wasn't it wasn't like baseball uh the horse races were still big in 54. Uh, The NBA was like kind of nowhere it was kind of okay so so if you were a guy like um you know Mookie Betts all those guys man back then you know well Mookie Betts is playing baseball but I mean if you were a guy like Kyler Murray uh, I'm trying to think of some other uh, football guys who were playing baseball. I know it's Murray. There's it probably one, even the guy, uh, uh,
0: uh, Russ Russell, Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah. Russell Wilson clearly would be a shortstop.
0: Right.
1: You know, so, uh, but, and, and, I think it baseball maybe was not, uh, maybe it was not looking ahead enough. Uh, you know, I think racism probably, you know, again, got the best of the game and all that. I think even today, um, you know, we, again, I've made this point a lot, Um, you know, and it's saying, I would make the same point with soccer, you know, soccer in this country uh, is still a a, a white sport, a white, whereas it should look, I mean, it should be, it should be like ninety-something percent Latin players. I mean, from Central America, South America, that's what the game here, but, you know, I I think white folks have kept it uh, white. You know, because and just like I think they've kept baseball white because they they see it. And I say they, but I mean, it's like kind of like the final sanctuary, you know, because if you look at national, you know, football, big time college football, big time college, you know, you know, there's kind of really nowhere. (laughs) There's no room,
0: Mm. you know,
1: where you can still kind of hang on to baby if they just open the floodgates, man, you know. It could easily be like eighty percent Latin players, and uh, so you know. I, so I, I don't know if we're ever going to see. And I think that people are content with just keeping it the way it is. You know, just grandfather, You know, just just grandfathering it. Just let it. Just let it be.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And also, but I also think it's like a combination because I, I think it's also like we talked about before the sport the sports that kids are deciding to play, you know, bass basketball um, and football are kind of more glamour, more, uh, you know, there's more action, even for the, you know, for the player. Cause even, even among young kids, you'll hear them say, Oh, you know, I don't want to stand out in the outfield. Uh, you know, you get bored out there nothing's really going on. So I think the athletes, athletes themselves have become content with kind of baseball being, even on the fringe, from from where like the great black athlete wants to be, right? You know? yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I guess if no, it is, I think of that too. You when when I do go to a baseball game and I'm looking at the right field and I "Damn, man, that, that's." I mean, that's like really, I mean, a boring life. I mean, yeah, you know, there'll be some times. Then there'll be some times when all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's a game of ball. But like, right. it's not like being a cornerback or. Right. Being like a, a defensive tackle or a linebacker right. or something like that. You know, a wide receiver. Right. Uh, though if you're a wide receiver, you thankful for those times where you don't have to like get thrown into the fire. But in uh, soccer, you know, very is active all the time. Everybody's running. Obviously, basketball, you know, uh, of course, unless you're somebody who just plays with Steph Curry. And your job is just to, to set pit or LeBron, and your your game is just basically be a role player. But at least you know you get to run up and down, run up and down the court. And you'll touch the ball or something. But right. you know, right. baseball, man, you may go like a whole week. You know, heaven forbid you got like a great pitching staff. Forget it.
0: Yeah, and don't, <laughs> and don't let it be cold, like a cold day or early. Oh my god, it is terrible. Oh
1: brother, and the, or rainy, <laughs> it was, it was rainy days, and they ain't called it off. And you like your shot, shoes, all you know. Yeah, I mean the best thing about it though is that, unlike those other sports, it probably is the least wear and tear on your body. Right. So you could be like forty, you could probably play till you're like forty.
0: Right. It's the smart really? sport. Like you, I, I hear this from from parents, all black black parents, all the time, yeah. who have their kids playing baseball. Um, they're always like, "Well, you know, this is this is the smart sport to play. You know? Yeah, you're not gonna get hurt. You have you could have the longest career." And yeah. no salary caps. In one, you know, if you're lucky enough to get to that level, there's no salary caps. Uh, the baseball players are definitely uh, they're higher paid than, than NFL players for sure. I think I would I would guess that they're on the same level as the NBA. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, baseball is the best deal.
0: Yeah, but but then you you know at the same time you have that minor league system you got to go through. It's right. not not the automatic fame, you know, or the instant fame. I mean,
1: right? It's a, it's, it's a much It's a well, I don't know. Well, it's a it's a it's like you said, it's just less glamorous all the way around, you know. You got to go through a ball, double A, triple A, and 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 that's another reason why there aren't a lot of black players there because you could also be weeded out much easier, right? You know, you could be weeded out double A if you're like a troublemaker, if you want to catch niggling or a brother, you know, who's like speaking up, you may never see double A ball, right? You know, I mean, unless you're like Daryl Strawberry or something like that, whereas. Uh, if you play football, baseball, you go right from Clemson to the NFL. Right. You know, right from Duke to the NBA. And
0: know? everybody saw you. You know, like the right. the the public at large saw you. So you so and they know how good you are. So right. they, you can't just slide them under the rug and act like this kid didn't deserve to be there. Whereas, right. like you're saying, in baseball, we don't see what's going on out in single A and double A. Right. Well, summer is almost here. And we need it this year more than ever So you know what that means, it's time to break out the sunglasses and start to chill uh, A little eating outside, all that kind of stuff uh, And it's definitely time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canaan Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger And Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch so use the exclusive code Cast 15 at KANAN.com to receive 15% off on your first pair. That's KANANCAST15. K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T 15. KANAN, clearly better.
1: Finally, I know this is designed to be a very short thing, a tribute Willie Mays. We could briefly... And we'll talk about this maybe later. Briefly talk about uh, the Knicks. I know that that's. Uh, uh, I was on a on a uh, call with uh, with Ray McGuire, who's a mayoral kind of candidate. Yes. Uh, there was a um, a meet and greet, mm-hmm. and I know that he's you know he did something with Charles Oakley. But it, it occurred to me that uh, I know Spike Lee is one of them, that. You know, one of the things everybody's trying to do is get more publicity. But, man, if I was Ray, I would somehow align myself with the Knicks because they are clearly the hottest story, one of the hottest stories and most positive stories in New York City. Right. So if you could somehow align yourself with them, you know, be on the you know, front row, you know, with Spike Lee or something like that, it, it, when, when times are good, man, that could be, that could really lift your star because the Knicks are doing Great,
0: yeah, no, yeah, the Knicks. It is. It, it's so funny, you know, the New York Knicks. It's, it's a, you know, we used to talk about it's a, it's a Knicks town. When the Nets came to Brooklyn, they were saying the Nets will never, you can never eclipse that that New York Knicks town, and it's true, and it's proven that now where the Knicks. Yeah, we like, don't
1: even mention that. Yeah, they
0: don't even. I mean, <laughs> the Nets are a far superior team. The Nets are right. actually a finals contender or favorite, right. depending on what you ask, and the Knicks. Nice story, um, and you know they're definitely in the playoffs. It'd be it'd probably be a surprise if they won a playoff series, right? And but they are no question the biggest story in New York City. Everybody's talking about
1: the Knicks, even yeah. when they were losing, and, and you know they were talking about the Knicks. I mean, I'm all, I always laugh at you guys. You know them Knicks, I man. What are you talk now that they're winning? You're right, and I'm thinking Kyrie, man. You know you could have. You and Durant could have come to New York. Now I don't know if they would have. I don't know if it would have been the same results because I don't know how long Kyrie. I just don't know, you know, whether he put up with, you know, uh, Thibodeau or if Thibodeau would put up with him. That'd be a tough. Know, I don't tough, know. Tough match. Yeah.
0: That'd be yeah. a tough match. Yeah, but it's I a great,
1: great defensive team. Yes, obviously, you know.
0: They had a turnover in the front office. Right. This past year. So, it's so, you know, the, it's a whole different front office. You got Leon Rose. Uh, they did keep Scott Perry. I think Scott Perry is really the only holdover in yeah. the administration. They got Worldwide West. Worldwide West. Now. Yeah. Worldwide West is over there now. Uh, so they have this, you know, kind of a big, uh, you know, they have a better relationship with agents and, um, right. uh, and that Kentucky basketball kind of connection. Um, but they're also smart. They're, they're doing things that in, in ways that we haven't seen the Knicks do things uh, in a long time, in terms of you know making smart decisions, not not going for the big contract uh, no matter what. Uh, you know they they hired the right coach for once. Um, right. So that, so I think if let's say you had Leon Rose and them in in uh, were in place prior to Durant and Kyrie making that decision to go to Brooklyn, they might have gone to the Knicks.
1: Right. But still, that may not have been the best fit because we still don't know how it's going to turn out. That's true. With the I mean, it's it's fine. I think that's all you can say. Right? It's fine. you are doing well, but you still don't know what it's going to be like. Uh, Harden is hurt. Right. Uh, I think KG is still fragile. Right. I agree. And then, and you know, Kyrie, man, it's just <laughs> it's just a matter of when he's going to get hurt. Is well, he going to get hurt?
0: And Kyrie, you know, Kyrie is Kyrie. Uh, right. But he, yeah, but he is having at least he's having his best season, uh, you know, of his career in terms of like you know scoring and percentages and efficiency and all that. So when he plays, he's been great, and he hasn't got injured yet. But I hear you.
1: I hear yeah, now I mean, Kyrie's everybody knows that. So I mean, I think if you if you extrapolate it, uh, Kyrie does not get hurt, Durant stays does up. not get hurt, mm-hmm. uh, and then Harden,
0: Harden they should win it.
1: Yeah, they, I think that – yeah, they – well, I don't know. I mean – I mean, if uh, those – I'm
0: just saying it's a big if. I yeah. agree with you. It's a big if if those guys actually are healthy all together, okay? Yeah. But if, if you're they right are in the
1: East. Yeah, if they, if they are, it's going to be right. – it's rough because – everybody, everybody else is hurt. That's the thing too. Every other team is hurt. The LeBron, LeBron is hurt.
0: AD yeah, just came well, back. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then I don't – if I'm L.A. and, and there's no LeBron – I'm not putting my A's on – I'm not putting my bet on Anthony Davis carrying that team.
0: Right, and even to stay healthy.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you're actually right. I mean, the, who knows? You, you know, mean, I don't know who – maybe the Knicks – who knows? The Knicks to be playing for the Eastern Conference. Wouldn't that be great to have the Knicks and the Nets – the Knicks and the Nets play? If they could they, At some point, they're going to have to play. If they both keep winning, they're going to have to play. And the NBA, that would be like a a – the dream matchup that if they can manipulate it, that's going to happen.
0: <laughs> right. No, you that, know,
1: that's going to, count it. <laughs> if they have, if
0: they there's, can a huge, be, there's a huge, t- you know, no, I hear you. It's definitely a draw. That's what everybody wants to see, even outside of New York. I'm sure they would enjoy that.
1: Well, you're, you're what what has to happen for that to happen? Do, do we have the, do we even have the draws yet?
0: Not, not official. Let me look at the, at the current standings. Um, you got, Right now, the Nets are in the two spot. So, if the season ended ends today, the Knicks, the Knicks, believe it, the Knicks are pretty solid in that four or five spot. Mm-hmm. So, it looks like the Knicks' first round series is going to be most likely Atlanta. And Atlanta, you know, I talked. We talked about Atlanta with with Danelle Suggs on the previous podcast. They're having just as good a year with Nate McMillan as at coach, one of the few black coaches uh, who's been able to persevere in the in the NBA and do. Uh, you
1: know, and, uh, it's pretty It's pretty amazing that's another podcast
0: yeah that's another podcast but the, but that's the likely that's the likely matchup in the first round the Knicks and Hawks and that's a that is a series the Knicks could win so yeah. then if they, if they won that usually four plays one so only the most likely scenario with the Nets would have to win the Eastern Conference for for the Nets and Knicks to play in the second round now if you get if you want to take the Knicks if you think the Knicks can beat Milwaukee. They probably have to play was, Milwaukee,
1: which is a tough. But you know, it, well, go ahead. Yeah, they, they okay. let's let's just say for sake of argument, they'd have to play Milwaukee. Right. That's that would be a tough series.
0: That's yeah. That's, uh, to me, the Eastern Conference, there's a clear line after the top three, which is Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee.
1: I forgot about Philly. That's another. That's right. another tough. See, although Philly
0: injuries too. Embiid is he going to stay healthy? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a yeah. That's a that's another one. Yeah, Philly and I guess, and then Boston, right? Or-
0: yeah, I mean Boston right now. I mean they they've had a you know they've had a bad season, so they they are right now in the sixth spot. They're behind the Knicks, and they have much more talent than the Knicks. They're behind the Knicks. that are currently at the sixth spot, so they they look they look like they might play Milwaukee in the first round. But don't forget I don't that.
1: I wonder what, what, what Brad Stevens' ever get, uh, moved. Uh
0: They were Probably talking. About it. They talked about it this year. He you know he was supposedly on the hot seat for a while. And then they got, you know, he, he won a few games in a row. He hasn't done a great job this yeah, year. They
1: love him. They love him. There, there's some people, you know, he's one of them, who's more, worth more, the organization is worth more to them than loot wins and losses. Mm. And, you know, I guess we should all be so lucky. But <laughs> they, would, um, they would play, uh, uh, and then they would probably even have to play uh, the, what? Uh, the, the Nets. In other words, that's number one. They get do they get a buy?
0: No, now they have the play-in. You know, the play-in, the, the NBA play-in playoff situation where they're... so now the top six, the top six in in the East make make the playoffs. Fair mm. sport. Then if you're between seven and ten, you have this whole playoff scenario, and this is the way. It's very complicated. It took me like weeks to figure this out, but. The way it goes is my aunt, like right. The seventh seed would play the eighth, eighth seed in a one game playoff. Okay, the winner of that is in the playoffs as the seventh seed and would play the and would play the two seed. Okay, then the loser of that is the eighth seed, and they play the winner of the nine ten, the nine ten playing. You know, so it's all
1: so it's you do whole, have to keep playing.
0: Yeah, so it's a whole new thing here.
1: I'd be saying, when do I get to go on vacation? <laughs>
0: well, that's the big thing now. Everybody's everybody's trying to finish in the top six so they get a week off.
1: <laughs> wow, unbelievable! Well, I guess it's a good idea business wise, but if, if it's your body, if it's your body, you're like, damn, man. We just have to, you know, forty million dollar slate. You just have to like keep, it's keep us playing.
0: You know, well that's, well, that's what LeBron. LeBron is is mad now. Remember, LeBron didn't. This has been the scenario for the entire season, LeBron didn't say anything. But now since he's been out, the Lakers have dropped um to the point where they could they could re- possibly be in those playing games. And now LeBron came out and said this is yeah, a he terrible doesn't like idea. you not like
1: it. Now it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was okay back in uh whenever the season was well, was fine.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when it was two seed is okay. <laughs> three seasons, three passable. Now it's like awful,
0: yeah. Now it's like, what, well, what the hell kind of idea was this?
1: Yeah, <laughs> all right. So, we totally confused the fans. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, uh, your boy off Facebook, uh, there's another, that's another, uh, another part. In fact, we don't even have to mention that. 4045 is back. the world is safe, yeah. Back. 45.
0: You didn't, I know you didn't think you got rid of him, you knew he was coming back.
1: Oh, no, 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 that, no, that kind of game show is like trying to get rid of uh, a General Hospital or something, <laughs> was, you know.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly. You
1: know, it's like just too good f- for ratings, Right. you know. So, all right, man, well, listen, uh, happy birthday to the great Willie Mays, turned 90. I didn't realize that. And uh, uh, another news, oh, uh, uh, former Kevin Merritt, the great Kevin Merritt leaving yeah. ESPN as the undefeated. Become the uh, executive editor of the Los Angeles Times. So congratulations, good luck. Congrats. Man. All right. Well, anyway, listen to everybody. Uh, uh, the governor has. Everybody's basically trying to reopen everything, so I still advise everybody just to be.
0: You're agreeing with this? You open everything by May. Main-
1: you know, it's tough, man. I mean, I know I'm going to stay on the same path. Right. Which is being pretty conservative and all that. Uh, I don't know the nature of this virus, man. I do not know what it is we're dealing with, but um, I know people want to be out and about. They want to. Everybody's craving to be back to normal. I know in September, Broadway's open again. Right. You know, full full capacity. You know,
0: so um, the city needs the money.
1: Yeah. So. I think everybody has just got to make individual decisions on how confident you are, you're vaccinated. Right. Uh, and um, it's it probably politically, medically, you know, how you see the virus. Do you think it was real? If it's real, is it over? You look at what's happening in India and a and, uh, place like that. And uh, I don't know. I just, you know, just, uh, just kind of, take it cautiously,
0: you
1: know?
0: Yeah. And then in vac- vaccination-wise, you're fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. And we're both feeling we're both feeling good, right? No no problems, right?
1: Well, relative to that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean I, a, yeah, relative, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got my both.
0: Vaccine. That's what yeah, I, mean. I
1: got two vaccine shots, and it's fine. I did take a flight. I did take a plane uh, to uh, Phoenix
0: mm-hmm.
1: to was know, teach a course. It was, you know, it was, fine you know i'm like cowering in my in the <laughs> corner <laughs> try to avoid everybody
0: uh did you have but, how did that work was somebody nah, said no
1: not really I, I flew first first class out okay uh and but there was somebody there but i didn't, we didn't really engage a lot okay. and uh so like who knows man i mean who knows who knows but so far not not going uh Knock on wood. I feel okay, so we'll see. What about you? How how, how you guys doing? Did
0: your wife get vaccinated? She did. She's she's fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated today. This would be like her two weeks after the second shot. Okay. So she's happy. The kid, uh, my uh, Kareem, is back in school uh, full time, five days. Wow. So you know the schools are the schools are back at it. Um, and you know, they make the kids are wearing masks inside and out. So, uh, you know, parent, parents feel some parents like it. Some parents don't, but you know, so far, so far it's okay. And hopefully, you know, hopefully everything works out. That's what I'm worried about. That's, you know, cause the kids have not been vaccinated yet. They haven't come up with a vaccine for the kids yet. I think it's coming somewhat soon, mm-hmm. but that's what, that's what I'm kind of worried about. You know, the kids spreading it to each other and then what happened, you know, um, I'm a little nervous about that, but I mean, you know, I mean, he spent Kareem spent a year inside uh, doing remote. It went, it went okay. It was fine. Mm -hmm. I I felt like he, you know, he it was, you know, he got the most out of it that he could. But you know, everybody miss everybody misses being in school around their friends, and he missed it. Um, And I, there is a benefit to that also. So, you know. I mean, just gotta, like you said, roll with the punches that each, each individual, individual family has to navigate it how they see fit.
1: Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, that's all any of us can say, man, just try to be as safe as you can based on what you know. Right. And, uh, you know, keep your fingers crossed. So, all right, everybody, well, listen, be safe, you know, summer's here. Enjoy the summer. I mean, well, it's not here yet, but it's coming. Coming. It's coming. So, um, you know, keep praying. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Murph, see you next week. And uh, everybody else, keep listening. God bless. Bill Roden on sports.